Welcome to the Discover Universal podcast. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle. And watch your step on the moving walkway because we're taking you park to park to prepare you for your next visit. Let's Discover Universal. Welcome to the Discover Universal podcast. I'm Carrie, and I eat a balanced diet of Mardi Gras food, Halloween Horror Nights food, and holiday food. And I'm David, and I like cheese. You sure do. <laughs> they put it on lots of stuff out there. Yeah. In our like, theme park. Yeah. You can get it on potatoes, french fries, nachos, tater tots, pizza, quesadillas, pasta, burritos, seafood, crepes, shrimp, salads, macaroni, burgers. They fry cheese. We got to get out there. Uh, we we got to get some cheese. We got to get some cheese. <laughs> Today's episode is all about all things event food. And when I say events, we're talking about those large marquee events like Universal's Mardi Gras, Universal's Halloween Horror Nights, and holidays at Universal. Three of my favorite times of year. Absolutely. And three of my favorite culinary experiences here at Universal Orlando Resort. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a uh, do you have a favorite a favorite food item that you've had recently? You're making Mardi me Gras? go back through the Rolodex here? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I am thinking of something that we ate during Universal's Mardi Gras this past year. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What was it? It was it was like the spicy potatoes with the, oh, the sauce uh-huh. um, and Papa's the thing. Bravas. Look at you, Carrie. I remembered. Your mind is a steel trap. Well, they were really good. They, they were, were they were memorable. memorable. Yes. Um, and I have the taste memory, not the word memory. That, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. With our powers combined. Um, the, it came on like a, a cute little plate and it had like everything that's had right. like flowers on it. Yeah. Or so. It just looked really fresh and beautiful. And like that's another thing. The presentation is always yep. really good. Today is really exciting because not only are David and I going to run through our favorites and uh, and kind of run you down the list of what you can expect from that event food, but we also have a really cool interview with Chef Robert Martinez Jr. Uh, he is going to walk us through sort of how they come up with these ideas for marquee events. So food. many questions. Me too. So many. We're yeah. we're here right in the middle of Halloween Horror Nights as we're recording the episode. There are so many unique food offerings at this year's event. Um, I have so many questions about where that kind of came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, holidays at Universal are right around the corner, and I'm sure there's going to have all sorts of, of more delicious holiday treats, and then it'll be Universal's Mardi Gras season before we know it again. So I'm excited. It never stops. The, the food ready. calendar here I'm at Universal. I'm ready. Year-round. All right. Okay, so we're talking our favorites, and I, I, I want to start with Universal's Mardi Gras. And I will say, let's take a trip down memory lane. Let's do it because the food offerings in the past few years have become very unique, yes. um, curated, specialized for the events. Definitely, and there's food almost everywhere. For me, I feel like everywhere I look, there's like a new food truck, and it's like a different international palette, and it, it's just been really cool to kind of sample some stuff. That is true. Yeah. I'll walk around the park and be like, "What's that? Yeah, I've never seen that before. I know. I'm gonna try that." And now I have like some new favorites. In life, because I tried them at Universal's Mardi Gras. Yes. It's very cool. Yes. Okay, so I have to give a shout out to probably my favorite Mardi Gras food I've ever tried, and it is the shrimp laksa. We tried this together last year, David. Yes. This yeah. was like the noodle soup, right? Yeah. It was- That's it's oversimplifying. It, right. First of all, it was like a protein explosion because there was shrimp, there is tofu, chicken, and hard-boiled eggs. Mm. It has like Asian noodles and vegetables in a spicy coconut curry broth. So it was like sweet and savory and hot and it was like perfect for the season. And I gotta I gotta tell you, I I probably had that like once a week. 
when I would come here to work, I would, on my lunch break, go get a shrimp laksa. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was located in Kid Zone? Right across from there uh, was the Papas Bravas. That's right. Which were these spicy little potatoes in a mm-hmm. sauce. Flavor explosion. For sure. Oh, my gosh. That just made me think of the the crab beignets. Oh, you love those. Which, again, was something that blew my mind because yeah. it was like a savory like beignet, like a, a savory crab fried dough. It was nuts. Okay, they were doing a lot there of that. There were no nuts in it. That's right. They were doing a lot of that last year because I want to talk about the um, the cosmic mango nada. Uh, actually, myself and executive producer Michelle, we tried that, and it was like a sweet, savory, mm. spicy frozen drink. Yes. So it was like a it was a, a purple frozen mango slush, and it had like citrus seasoning and then like a savory sauce mm-hmm. on top. It was just there, there was a lot of flavor combination, and they all worked together so well. Hopefully that returns. You know that that could be just in years past, and there could be new stuff for you to enjoy. But um, based on what we've learned in the past few seasons of Universal's Mardi Gras, uh, the food is an incredible part of the offering. Well, and so here we are now at Halloween Horror Nights. Yes, yes, twenty twenty two. That's right. I remember on the internet after they had announced all the haunted houses, all the scare zones, all the themes for everything. Immediately, the focus turned to food. Of they were course. like, "Okay, now release the menus." Right. Now let's see. As soon as they unveiled the menu cards yes. in the park, people photos were, were everywhere. Out. They really went with. It. I mean, from the from the the taste, the names, the presentation. Um, I know some of the food this year is being served in like it almost looks like meat packaging. Yes. So uh, that's over in uh, we call it Sting Alley. It's this, it's a yes. it's a little alley in our in our New York Street area. But they actually built uh, a whole. Food area. It's yeah. called the Meats Locker. Yeah. Uh, based on a, a character that that's from a past year of Halloween Horror Nights. Yep. Um, but that's where they serve, and and everything there was like meat themed. Yeah. <laughs> like but butcher shop themed food. Coincidentally, my favorite dish from there was vegan. Oh, that's right. Wild. Yeah, and it was called the fried zombie brains. Mm. It was that fried cauliflower t- uh, tossed in the spicy gochujang sauce. Yeah. It had like sesame seeds and scallions on top. Uh, completely vegan. And it, it did look like you were eating just a bowl of, of fried zombie brains. I'm trying to think. My I think my favorite this year, we may talk about it in a different episode, uh, but they they had a, a twist on the Twisted Tater this Ooh. year um, where they had one with an actual hot dog twisted inside of the tater. Yes, they oh did. Oh, my goodness. They did. It was called, uh, it was like the Blood and Guts Twisted Tater. Mm-hmm. And it was like a chili dog. Turned up to 11. <laughs> it was really good. And it was super filling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was a whole meal. I just love that, like, normally, like, a twisted tater is really cool because you kind of eat it, like, layer by layer. Like, with with the spiraled tater, you can kind of pick sure. off layer by layer. Yeah. But, like, this one and then the other one they had with, with like, the queso, mm-hmm. you, you, it was almost like a little chips and dip situation. Yeah. Where you would kind of break off your layer of potato and. It was so good. It was delicious. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite things about Halloween Horror Nights is they always have themed beverages. Oh, yeah. Uh, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. So for our friends who are 21 and up, you can enjoy the really cool uh, themed beers that they have, some of the cool themed uh, liquor cocktails as well. They always have like specially mixed drinks yeah. as yep. well. Yep. And then everyone wants the, the flashy glowy cup. You got to get the souvenir cup. The light cup. up cup. It's the way yes. to do it. That's right. Smart. Well done. This year they had popcorns. They had popcorn oh, buckets. right. Oh, my goodness. I know. We're still we in the middle of the We could go on and on. So we're, we yes. We're, we're still thinking of things. Um, but perhaps maybe someone is listening to this as uh, holidays at Universal are rolling around, and we are coming upon that season shortly. Very shortly. So you got you got to prepare. 
if, if, if you're not preparing your yourself for the food, yes. you, you've got to start training now. Um, oh, man, they had like a hot chocolate bomb last year. Mm-hmm. I love in the sweet shops, uh, you know, in our in our bakeries, they always come up with the most beautiful holiday decorated cookies and treats Gorgeous. and fudge and all that kind of stuff. Yep. I love that the whole resort pitches in uh, when it comes to holidays at Universal. Absolutely. Uh, because my favorite holiday offering is over at Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen. They, in the past few years, have had a specialty milkshake, a holiday exclusive. Mm-hmm. And y'all, they had a gingerbread milkshake. All right, I got to break this down. White chocolate ice cream, caramel, chocolate ganache, red sanding sugar, a fresh baked gingerbread cookie, a, like a big one. A big one. Th- like stuck in the top of the milkshake. <laughs> And I'm a huge like gingerbread fan. I I like you know when you get like house smells yeah. for your house and stuff. I always go, gravitate towards gingerbread for the holidays. So this was I like just, I just make houses out of it. I don't eat it. That's that <laughs> <laughs> very resourceful. <laughs> it was delicious and uh, it kept me uh, hanging out at Universal City Walk and feeling in the holiday spirit. Sounds yes, like yeah, right. Voodoo Donuts sometimes has a specialty donut, so you can mm-hmm. pop over there and check it out. Again, more holiday exclusives all around the resort. The holiday and and seasonal milkshake offerings at Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen uh, are so fun and like such a surprise every year. Like, yeah, I, I I we don't know for sure, but I imagine it will not be the gingerbread again this year. They'll probably have thought of something new. Yes. This year at Halloween, there was one with a, a witch's cauldron on top oh, and like right, candy right, right. flowing out of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- those milkshakes have almost become a reveal in their own of what crazy cool thing they're going to come up with next. Honestly, it, it, that goes for the food at all of our events, all of our marquee The Mardi events. Gras had an Easter basket yes! this year. There okay. Y'all listen, if you haven't if you haven't come to these events and and food is not at the top of your priority list, you got to check out these menus. I'm telling you, people really flock uh, to Universal Orlando Resort for the food offerings. They're always unique. They're always fun. They're always super integrated uh, to the season, to the story. For example, like this year, like we talked about Halloween Horror Nights, it just really elevates the event. So take advantage of it. Yes. Get here and 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 go out there and try some new stuff. And don't take our word for it. Yep. I think now's about a good time to bring in our very special guest for our episode uh, to learn all about our seasonal marquee event, food offerings, and more here at Universal Orlando Resort. Let's welcome our chef. We are so lucky to be hanging out with Chef Robert Martinez Jr. Thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> Welcome. <this morning. laughs> Should we call you Chef Robert? Sure. Okay. Um, a lot of people call me Chef Junior, though. Chef Junior. Oh. I like that. Then we're like in the club. You're in the club. Okay. Chef Junior. Chef, what is your your title here uh, at Universal? I am the executive sous chef for research and development here at Universal. Ooh. That's very cool. Research and development. Big title. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Research and development jumped out to me there. So what does that involve? So basically all of culinary innovation, um, any new projects, and uh, of course, all the special events that we've been all raving about lately. That's awesome. Um, but I'm actually just curious in, in you and your story and your history with, with Universal. Like, yeah. uh, how how'd you end up here? So I've been working with Universal for 20 years. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. I've, uh, I started as an hourly production cook. Cool. And I worked myself through all the ranks. 
Um, I worked in a lot of the kitchens uh, throughout Universal, throughout Islands of Adventure, um, and throughout my career, I I ended in um, the production kitchen, which is a, a big commissary kitchen that we have in the back of the house here. And uh, a lot of the restaurants in our resort are being supported by that production kitchen. There's a lot of talented, talented chefs in that kitchen, and that's really where I got the bug for the love of cooking. Um, to be honest with you, Universal was a summer job. I wow. wasn't expecting to be here. Um, food was probably not where I was going to uh, say my career was going to end off on, um, but there was just something about how I felt when guests would come and tell us how amazing the food was oh, 20 years ago. Um, and when in that kitchen, there's, like I said, there's just so much talent and so many chefs that at the time wanted to give back what they knew and all these techniques that they had with them themselves. And they started giving me that, and I just started putting it into myself, into my little toolbox, and um, it just became a love. That's amazing. Well, you, I mean, you can feel it. You can feel it as a guest, as someone who experiences the food offerings. You can, you can feel how important it is to the people that create that food, that it's, that it's good, that it's delicious, that it's inclusive. Um, it, you can really taste that passion. Back in the day, 20 years ago, I think guests came and they really wanted to go on our rides and they really wanted to see our shows and eating and drinking was something that they just needed to do because they needed to do it throughout <laughs> the day to, yeah. to survive <laughs> right. this heat. Right. Um, but today, um, it's very, very much an equal part of the overall experience for our guests. And uh, from a culinary uh, brigade, we know that, we understand that. And, um, you know, our creative department is so amazing at immersing our guests in whatever IP we're working on or whatever land it is. And we have just as much as a, of a priority in making sure that our food matches that. That That's the whole that's the whole universal that sums it up. mission statement. Food mission statement. It is a mission statement for us. I can tell, um, especially we're right in the middle of Halloween Horror Nights 2022. Um, for the first time, for me personally, I am I'm now experiencing the food as part of the story. You know, we have a, we just talked about the the meats locker over at Sting Alley. We sampled some of that the other night during team member preview. Um, even the 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 packaging, the theming, the naming of everything, it just it it heightens all the entertainment that's going on around you. So from a research and development standpoint, talk to us how you arrived at that offering over there in Sting Alley. Well, you hit it on the head. That's exactly what we want our guests to feel. Um, we don't want them to just uh, walk by tents that are cooking food. And it's an overall experience. And I can't take the credit. I have a very, very talented team um, I have a pastry chef on my team. I have some amazing uh, savory chefs on my team. And they're very, very creative. So I challenge them to walk our parks and to just get inspired by the facades that they would see and how we could take that 
and add on to it as we're going through our events. Um, sometimes there's hidden gems and Easter eggs out here that we don't even notice because we're walking by them every single day. But when you're really analyzing it and you start thinking of the event that might be coming, things start to, you know, to, to get creative inside your mind. And for example, the Meets Meets booth that we have in Sting Alley, that's probably one of the most themed and very thought out concepts that we've done for HHN. I recently had a chef go to uh, to Beijing to help open the the Beijing resort yes. out there. And obviously there's a lot of Chinese influence, a lot of Chinese food going on over there. And that's how the chicken offals came to life with the crispy uh, chilies and the peanuts and the sesame and uh, then taking that gochujang sauce and tossing the cauliflower brains um, with it, um, we really wanted to make this gory locker, this uh, meat butcher shop scene, and we just thought that Sting Alley was the best place to do it. And, um, you know, normally we don't use Sting Alley because it's it's a little tight, but I, this year we, we made it happen. And I think that's, uh, that's what you'll see, that we, um, you know, it takes a lot of people to make this happen. The shared service team here has a special events team, and we meet weekly and think these ideas through some of them are out there and some of them <laughs> and you know some of them are hard to to convince everyone that this will work yeah. and that um it's more than just the food it's the whole overall experience it's what the guests see when they walk up to the tent it's it's what the guests smell it's what they hear and and that's really uh how we are now immersing our guests within our menus for these special events. I love that. Yeah. Let's put a hot dog in a twisted tater. <laughs> I'm sold. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, that was how one do you of my make a twisted tater it. better, right? You just yeah. put a hot dog in it. That's right. <laughs> That's one of the ways to make anything better, in my opinion. Just I throw so. a hot dog in it. Right? Absolutely. So, so good. I'm super curious about being in that room with you guys, in that kitchen when you guys are being creative. Like, what does that process sort of look like? Are you are you making a lot of different versions of these menu items and testing things out? Like how do you how do you arrive at uh, you know start from an idea and get to a finished product? So we start off with brainstorming sessions where we're all sitting in a room and we throw. I, I like to do this exercise where I give them five to ten minutes and we throw as many ideas to the drawing board as possible. No idea is a dumb idea, and we work ourselves backwards from all those ideas. So you'll get some out-of-this-world ideas that are written on these post-it notes to some that really, really make sense, to some that make sense with another post-it note. And mm-hmm. my team enjoys that exercise because there's no time to really think it through. There's no time to analyze what you're going to write down. Um, you have five minutes and... The clock starts now, so mm-hmm. go. And we normally start that way. Obviously, um, we build our way into uh, uh, having relationships with our entertainment partners, and then we realize what the what all the theming will be for, let's say, for HHN. Um, and then we start taking some of these ideas and these food concepts that we've already have um, written up. And then we start really tweaking them and refining them to certain IPs or certain uh, themes for for our, our special events. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in those oh my meetings. Gosh. I, I 
I, I want to see the rejected ideas. I want to see the crazy <laughs> post-it notes that people throw there's, out there. There's a booth for next year. The rejected ideas Rejected booth. I'm in. Put a hot dog there. It'll be great. Chef, do you have a favorite? So I, I'm assuming that you, you get to experience it as a guest at some point. Do you have a, a favorite holiday offering, a favorite Halloween Horror Nights offering, maybe a favorite Mardi Gras offering? Um, so if we're talking about HHN this year, sure. the maggot corn dog is probably one of the best themed. It just, I mean, it just seems like it was created by HHN itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for our listeners who haven't seen it or seen the menu, what are what are the quote unquote maggots? So the maggots are puff rice. Okay, um, thank so Okay, like just, Korean, make, just want to make sure. <laughs> Korean style corn dog. There's a, a hot dog in there, and there's a piece of mozzarella cheese inside of them. Mm. Um, so you do Put get an amazing cheese pull when you bite into it. Um, but the outside of it is coated in maggots and sesame seeds, so it it Puff looks rice. really um, unappetizing. However, it's delicious and crunchy, and it has this gochujang aioli that we put on it. So those that don't know what gochujang is, like a fermented chili uh, paste that we turned into a, an aioli, and yeah. it just gives you that little spice kick, and mm. it's just delicious. I, I have a friend who just spent a year in Korea, and based on her and her cooking, we've just started putting gochujang on everything. <laughs> So, so I put it on my breakfast. I there put it on go. everything. Oh, it's so good. And actually, that's the sauce that's being made in house in our production kitchen that we toss the chicken uh, offals in the meats meats uh, locker and the cauliflower brains as well. That was one of my favorites. Where it meats meats, yeah, so good. And it's cool. Uh, the the maggot slash puff rice covered cheese dog. Yeah, and the um, and I think one of the other. Things for Vachy Chen that I really, really love is the uh, the ground princess and the ground bear that you also get in the <laughs> yeah. meats. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's playful. We package them in containers that you would see your hamburger meat come in. And I just thought, how better to, to package everything in a butcher shop, but in that kind of manner. And our guests love it. They get it. Um, I've read comments that they just want to take it home and just keep it as souvenirs. And, and to us, that's just what it's about. I thought about that. We we had some and I unwrapped it and I was like, should I keep this plastic? Like, you this might. is a special custom label on it right. and everything? Yeah. That's and so- the label has a few Easter eggs on yeah, there, right? Yeah. So you got to read through the label. It's really fun. So so I'm thinking like when you're thinking of, of new offerings for an event or when you're being inspired by it, some of it has got to be like the guest experience. We know the guests are going to be taking photos. We know the guests are going to be sharing photos. Like, is that... Uh, part of your thinking, uh, I guess, where where does sort of the overall inspiration sort of come from? Where do you draw from? Uh, we draw from everywhere. You know, we draw inspiration from walking the parks and seeing our guests and seeing what they say and when they bite into something, what their reaction might be. Um, that's how we draw a lot of our inspiration. We're constantly on social media. We truly understand that social media is a huge, huge part of our industry today. Mm-hmm. And um, we take that very seriously. So we really go and we get our guest feedback. We listen to what they say. So, and then I, I draw inspiration from my chefs, uh, the, the team that I have. They have some really cool ideas, some that, you know, I just look at them like, are you guys really serious right now? <laughs> but they're like, chef, trust me, it's going to work. It's, you know, and. I can't count how many times that's happened where they've come into my office with an idea and 
that idea has taken off, and it's uh, it's been great for us. That's awesome. What a collaborative process that you guys have in that kitchen. Yeah, um, they're very talented, all of them, and I, I cannot solely take the credit uh, because it's it takes a village. It takes all of us to, to be able to put this together and to stay ahead of the trends, right? We are, we're constantly following the trends. We're following um, how that relates to us and how we could make some of those trends come to life at Universal. Um, you know, theme park food is this uh, this statement that it has to be uh, put into a certain box, and it doesn't. Um, we could be just as good as any rest- standalone restaurant. Um, it's just good food nowadays. It's not theme park food. For sure. I'm noticing that as well because um, it does seem to, that there's an influx of uh, vegan options, of vegetarian options, of anybody that has a dietary restriction. I see that on the menu, and I see you guys really working to make it an inclusive, you know, eating an inclusive uh, event with everyone. How do you? How are you able to kind of tweak those recipes? Yeah, I mean that's that's part of life, and we've seen that evolution happen within our resort. Um, I want to say ten years ago. We were not seeing that come mm-hmm. through uh, come through a lot, but in today's day, we do not create a menu without thinking of our vegans, without thinking of dietary restrictions, without thinking of um, just the way people want to eat and their diets, and and um, how that may affect a party of five, and two of them may be vegan, and how they may not be able to find something on our menus to enjoy, mm-hmm. and that bothers us. So. Um, you know, today we have over 80 vegan items uh, spread out throughout our, our resort. Um, and that's a, 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 good, a good amount um, because they're not like um, you could have this but take this and this away and then it becomes vegan. They're truly, truly vegan items that are just delicious. And that's just how we work them up. If they're delicious, like the cauliflower brains... Mm-hmm. They're on the menu, and if a non-vegan could enjoy it, that's the stamp of approval, right? I love it. One of my favorite things on property is the barbecue jackfruit. Uh, yeah. Vegan option. One of my favorites. Um, okay, well, the holidays are coming up, and we don't want to ask for something that you can't give, but is there any kind of teaser about maybe some new holiday treats or offerings that you may be coming up with? Well... You could expect some really cool desserts to come out to all our bakeries. That's mm-hmm. uh, a given. Um, today Cafe is right down the street here. You could definitely see some really cool desserts that are going to be there. Um, and then you could just see a lot of the continuation of the immersion that, we, that we've been doing. Um, so we're just continuing to add on to what we've been doing, and, and we're just having fun with it. So, yeah, I mean, holidays are going to be really fun. Hol- holidays, for a culinary standpoint, is uh, very dessert-driven. Mm. Um, it normally always is, and we enjoy that. Uh, holidays is one of those times that our guests really love. They're away from home, but they come and spend it with us, and we want to give them that home feeling when they yeah. come here. So um, we would definitely be doing Thanksgiving dinners in our full-service restaurants at Cafisco's Lombard's uh, Big Fire. But definitely we'll have uh, Thanksgiving dinners for the day of Thanksgiving and um, some just cool seasonal items. We love 
to utilize our seasons nowadays. Um, you guys who have been following us now see that as well. So we capture every season now. So fall, spring, summer, we're constantly flipping our menus to get that produce at the peak of its harvest so mm -hmm. that we could make delicious food for our guests. And we're flipping all our menus constantly to be able to have the best produce in our restaurants. Is there like a, a favorite like holiday treat that, that you think of from maybe from even growing up or from your family or something that you've kind of like brought into the park? Well, yeah. Um, so it's funny. So we, I want to say it was two years ago, we had, uh, was it Earl's, Earl the Squirrel, we had a, we had a beverage for him. And most people don't know, but the beverage is actually a Puerto Rican themed beverage. It's actually coquito. coquito. So we kinda, I was gonna say, oh, yeah, so we kind of played off the coconut inspiration or the nut inspiration of the word for oh, Earl it. the Squirrel. And we made him a signature beverage, but that was one of the most delicious beverages I drink coquito every yes. Christmas, right? I mean, it's like yes. a staple in a Puerto Rican household. My, for, my grandma would make it growing up, and I, oh man, I loved it. Yeah, and we were serving it with rum, and it had like a little piece of coconut cake on the top, and it was amazing. And it, it would definitely, um, you know, make me feel like I was at home. I mean, so oh, it, that awesome. that's, that's fun. And we've been doing that lately, um, you know, for Mardi Gras, I want to say as well, when we had the carnival, um, we had the Puerto Rican tent, and I'm Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. um, my family's Puerto Rican, and we were doing mofongo, and we were actually mashing. And for those who don't know what mofongo are, they're like flash fried uh, plantains that you then take and you mash in a belong with some uh, some crispy pork rinds and a little stock, and you kind of mash it and turns into like this plantain mash. Um, and we were making that for our guests with some uh, slow-roasted pork. Mm. And that felt like home to me as well. And as you walked the park, you would see these long lines on the Puerto Rican tent. And you knew it was because <laughs> of that. Yeah, That's good, Mofongo. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. You're like, I'm not going to pick a favorite, but <laughs> That's, yeah. That's the tip. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. That is awesome. Uh, I, I'm so looking forward to the holidays. I'm so looking forward to Universal Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras I mean, next year. Oh, yeah. Man. Like yeah, I said, so. for our listeners out there, now you can start planning your, your trip around the food. The, you know, the rides are cool. The shows are awesome. And the Mardi Gras parade's off the hook. But the food for me is the star. Yeah. I'm so ready to sample some new stuff. And that's actually what we're working on now. That's how far in advance we are. So we're working on Mardi Gras now Okay. Um, to make sure that you know, it's going to deliver and it's going to deliver with some great flavors. We want to tap into as many uh, nationalities as possible. And we want to bring our guests those those flavors that they might miss from home while mm -hmm. they're here. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we, we obviously know that there's so much, so much ethnicity out in our parks, so much culture out walking and enjoying our rides. And, and we want to give them those flavors that they might be missing from home. That's what it's all about. Last question. We asked Chef Marcus. We put him in a tough spot. We got to ask you, too. Do you have a favorite food item or restaurant in the park? Doesn't have to be events since you, you touch a little bit of everything out here. Yeah. So what's your um, go-to out here at Universal Orlando? Wow. That's like picking one of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to get me in trouble. You know? 
there's no way I'm going to be able to walk into somebody's restaurant. But then he told us his favorites anyway. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, You know, I love all the City Walk restaurants. I truly do. Vivo Italian Kitchen is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the vibe that you get when you walk in there. It's just romantic. It's it's really cool. You're watching these chefs make pasta. um, So you know that your pasta is going to be delicious. Um, We have an amazing chef in that restaurant who's been there since day one. Um, But one that kind of... feels it just it has a special place in my heart is uh today cafe um it's it's just uh, we eat there all the time it's we right do. next to our studio it's right <laughs> next door to you guys <laughs> yep. so i'm sure you guys probably know the menu very very well yep. but when i started here 16 years ago uh 20 years ago uh as a 16 year old i started in what was then called the Boulangerie, mm. which today is Today Cafe. Mm-hmm. And I would be making, uh, I would be cutting cookie logs and making croissant sandwiches all day long. So it was surreal to me when we were going to take that and turn it into Today Cafe, that that's where I started my career. And now I have the opportunity to make the menu for that amazing restaurant and the whole concept with today cafe is we want it to be relevant today what's going on today um to hit the trends of today um also it's being made fresh today so we make our croissants (laughs) there all our pastries i mean it doesn't matter you might walk in there on a monday and on a friday you're going to see a new dessert in that cabinet it's just the way we love to continuously evolve today cafe um there's some really cool healthy items in there um overnight oats for breakfast or uh, dragon fruit chia pudding um the sandwiches are in there are amazing the bulls and the bears one of my favorite sandwiches the dirty rock is one of my favorite sandwiches as well um the salads are trendy and delicious and um it just has that fresh feel not not that everything that we make is fresh and we're very um we love to make a lot of the stuff from scratch here at universal orlando i think there's a misconception that we buy a lot and then very quickly when people start to really dig into our program they realize that there's a lot more that goes into it i tell my my chefs all the time you know there's families that they save for many years to come visit us. So it's a lot put on our shoulders to make sure that that not only did they have the best ride and then they went to the same the best uh, show, but that that meal that they had, it did something to them. It, it yeah. gave them a memory. It, it gave them something to go back home and talk about. Like I said, it became a, a full equal part of the overall experience. I love it. This has been my Too favorite cool. interviews. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chef. Thanks for coming. We we can't wait. We're going to have to go eat something in the park. I'm feeling ex- inspired. Me to too. Inspired to eat. Me too. Let's <laughs> go inspired eat that to go eat some lunch. stuff out there. <laughs> Chef Junior, you are awesome. Thanks so much for joining well, us. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, anytime you guys want, I'm here. Hey, Yay! Can't wait. Today's lunch break is featuring Confisco Grill at Port of Entry at Universal's Islands of Adventure. You can't miss it. 
It it's is right, right on the, the right side once you get to the end of Port of Entry, right before you have to make a decision of which way you're going to go around Islands of Adventure. That's right. It is delicious, and it's a very eclectic menu, so it caters to a lot of different palates. There's also some vegan and vegetarian options as well. We started with some ahi tuna nachos. There was some sesame-seared ahi tuna, some diced avocado, edamame, napa cabbage, wonton chips, jalapeno, micro cilantro, scallions, sweet soy, and wasabi, and drizzles. And that was all on one plate. Can I tell you, like, this dish is, like, one of my favorite things. It's delicious. It's, it's I love plentiful. ahi tuna. I love it in nacho form. Mm-hmm. These were fantastic. And I do have to it say- It was a nice big plate for the yeah. whole table to share. I, I want to say a big shout out to the wait staff. Our executive producer, Michelle, is allergic to avocados. So they were very careful to make sure that those were removed from the dish, put on the side. And then when they brought them to the table, they asked who at the table had the allergy and they put the avocados on the opposite side of the table. So that's just some extra precautions yeah. that were taken for a specific food allergy. So nice work, wait staff. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And moving on to the main course, we had a nice little sampling of all over the menu. Yeah. Uh, I had, if I may. You may. Uh, I had sweet and sour sticky ribs. Tell me more. By recommendation from our awesome waiter. Yep. Uh, so the menu reads, a Philippine-inspired smoked pork ribs tossed in a sweet and sour sauce uh, on top of an Asian cabbage slaw. They were so delicious. They looked really good, and they I, were I just well went presented. In. They were stacked like, Very- a, like a wood pile. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> looked good. <laughs> But I just I went for it. I you know I took one bite with a fork and a knife, and I said, you know what, we're all friends here. I'm going in on these ribs. You go for it. You went ham on those ham bones. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did. They were very, very good. They What'd were you delicious. get? I got the lemon chicken soy lettuce wraps. I've had them before. They're scrumptious. Another really uh, big appetizer platter. If there's a if there's a table there, it's great to get them for the whole table. It's marinated chicken pieces. There's some beautiful, delicious bib lettuce, pickled daikon, uh, radish, cellophane noodles, and crushed peanuts uh, with water chestnuts. It's just like a really cool Asian dish uh, that you can wrap them up and make yourself a little lettuce taco. And some cool sauces as well. Two different sauces. One was like a, a, like a Thai chili, sweet Thai, Thai chili sauce. And the other one was like a brown soy sauce. I don't know. Everything was delicious. It looks so good. I ate the I saw you making your little wraps and dipping them and everything. I was. Uh, also, also at the table, we had the Hearthstone Baked Chicken Sandwich, which was this like amazing chicken caprese sandwich. Uh, we had the pan-roasted salmon. We had mm-hmm. a quesadilla. It was great. Everything, everybody was happy. Everything was delicious. Very good. And such a cool restaurant, too. There's so much stuff in there. I remember way back to when we did our very first episode yes. about Islands of Adventure. <laughs> yes. We were talking about the story of Confisco and how there's little touches from all the different islands around Islands of Adventure in that restaurant. So it's really cool. I had fun kind of looking around and exploring and seeing a Triceratops, you know, skull hanging from the ceiling and cartoon characters and and all stuff everywhere. So Totally. If you get a chance to go to Confisco Grill, you can look up. You can see a representation of all those islands as well. So do some of your own Easter egg spotting. Hey, Confisco Grill. Thanks for lunch. Another mind-blowing interview with one of our incredible executive chefs here at Universe Orlando. I always learn so much from them. I think these are my favorite episodes. Me too. Don't tell the other episodes. Don't tell anybody. But I, there's something about talking food. Yeah. It's creative. It's delicious. It's visual. Some of my favorite things. And we have to take them up on that invitation to come visit the, the production kitchen. Oh, I'm there. I'm ready. I want that to be uh, an episode. Executive producer Michelle, 
We're coming for that episode. Uh, we are here. We uh, have had so much fun talking about all of the event dining for our seasonal marquee events. I think we need to do a little take five rewind and talk about our favorite VIP tips. Let's do it. Number one, enjoy all the unique food offerings all around Universal Orlando Resort. Uh, we have unique immersive menus now for our seasonal events, even including packaging and names and themed elements that are mixed into some classic favorites like elevating a corn dog, elevating a twisted tater or a pizza fry. Um, and looking forward to new treats for the holidays, new treats for Mardi Gras next year. I cannot wait to see what's next. Number two, uh, Chef Junior reminded us that they do use fresh ingredients. So each menu item is curated for that produce that is available at peak season. They are always rotating the dishes on the menu. Uh, they have offerings that highlight seasonal favorites like Thanksgiving, or they bring in some of those bright spring flavors or remember the spooky s- stuff. Like remember that really cool summer flatbread we had at Today oh, Cafe? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had like watermelon and corn, the- and it sounds crazy, but it was delicious and it Super fresh. It totally worked. It was great. Brought in some of those great, bright flavors. So know that when you come, there's going to be something different that uh, is going to be for you to enjoy because it's always changing. Number three, we definitely want to take your dietary needs into consideration. Um, if you you know, are eating vegetarian, vegan, if you're gluten sensitive, have any allergies, be sure to to bring that up uh, to your wait staff. They'll be happy to, to check on you. Um, you know, check with the the chefs at the restaurant, make sure everything you're eating uh, is is good for you, good for what you need it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to mention, you know, our, our executive chef talked about how they sort of think about that stuff ahead of time, too. They want to yeah. make sure there are some of those options already on the menu uh, that you get to enjoy and you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Number four, there are inclusive menu items around the park, and that's for our international guests or maybe our uh, guests, you know, this side of the pond that have an international palate. Uh, know that there's there was Puerto Rican meals during Universal's Mardi Gras 2022. Also in the Jurassic Park land at Universal's Islands of Adventure at a restaurant called Thunderfalls Terrace, they have a roasted pernil combo that's a Latin-inspired dish. Uh, and there's a lot of dishes all throughout the park, so I encourage you to get on the official Universal Orlando app. And number five, it should go without saying, but make dining a part of your theme park plan. Uh, Chef said their goal is to create these menus that inspire, that leave you with lasting memories, and give you a little taste of home, right? So um, like Carrie said, use that Universal Orlando app. You can check out the menus all across the resort uh, and plan a special moment in one of our dining locations. I'm going to do that. I I think I will, too. I think we should. I think we should. Let's go to dinner. Okay. Okay. Do you want to list some more things that have cheese in them first? Yes. Okay. Let's see. There's cheese bread. Nachos. There's cheese nachos. Yeah, queso. Pizza. Um, Pizza. Nachos. Thank you to Chef Junior. Thank you to our executive producer, Michelle, and our engineer, Art. David, this has been fun. Let's go eat some more. To learn more about Universal Parks and Resorts, head to our show notes for links to our Discover Universal blog for a more in-depth look around our destination. While you're there, sign up to receive emails that will include articles, videos, and this podcast delivered right to your inbox to prepare for your next vacation. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 